right, let's get a little understanding going on. This is AJ, the Agitated One. This is the Agitators Asylum. This is Season 2, Episode 12. Last time I spoke to y'all, I had the flu. The slime flu, to be exact. <laughs> now I have conjunctivitis. And please, do not turn off your phones. Not Turn off your devices. It is contagious, but it's not that contagious. I got pink eye. And I think it's my first time ever having it. I just talked to one of my homeboys. He said, man, you have the weirdest stuff happen to you. I was like, yeah. So I'm out of work. I was out of work again this week because, I mean, it is contagious. I mean, you've grown up. I, you can, I can handle myself. I did a great job not giving it to the kids and my wife because I did it to myself trying to put contacts in my eye. I mean, I always wash my hands, but I hadn't cut my nails, uh, trimmed my nails in a few weeks, and um, my nails grow pretty fast. And I, you know, sometimes you just can't clean your nails enough. And I don't think I, I even, I don't know. I wash my hands, and I probably didn't. Whatever. I touch my my eye with my contacts. I'm hoping it's not due to to bacteria that grew in the the unopened contacts, because sometimes you know of contacts. Or they, you know, everything has an expiration date. So I think I may have had the contacts over a year now. I normally don't have an issue because I take them out of the pack. Even a fresh pack, I still rinse them off. And I don't know how I got it. I just know that as far as I know, none of, no one in the house has it. And um, I've been doing good. This is, I'm, I'm near the end of it. So um, the first day is just very irritating. I mean, your eyes full of gunk and you... Your eyes are itching. You can't scratch them. You know, you constantly. I'm constantly wiping them. And I'm constantly washing my hands. My hands are so dry and cracked right now because I've been washing my hands so much. And then trying to be helpful around the house because you know, like I said, I'm I'm not touching my eyes and touching everything in the house. So if I do feel like I contaminated something, I'm wiping it down. You know, but I've been washing dishes like normal. I've been cleaning up, washing clothes, um, make sure the kids got their uniforms for the week. Coming up, uh, I mean, I've been off all week, so I've been taking them to school or picking them up at least. Um, we set up the Christmas decorations. I've been trying to work on this podcast most of the week. I have not been successful, so I'm hoping this time it will stick because I've changed the topic a few times. So I'll keep changing my delivery. Um, again, I'm not one-take AJ. Um but I'm doing good. Like I said, I've been trying to be more productive. Um, I wanted to do some reading. I did a little bit, but very, very, very minimum. I was hoping I was going to get a chance to work out. But I didn't want to work out with pink eye because I know I sweat and I was going to need to wipe my eyes and all that stuff. So I said, okay, that's just going to make it worse. I'm just going to contaminate my workout area. So I said, how about I just wait? Um, so I've still got this weight on me. Still haven't got a chance to work it off. So I don't know if I'm going to reach my goal for my birthday like I said I was. Um, I still have time. To at least start working towards it before the end of the year. So we we shall see. But I got a little irritated earlier today because somebody someone asked me a question, and um and I and I answered it with a detailed answer. It was a message, and I didn't get no response. And I said something to my wife. She was like, "Well, you know, sometimes a, a no response is is the response." I said, "Well." Yeah, true in this situation because I know how I'm going to proceed if I don't get a response. But if you ask me a question and I answered you, you probably need to respond, at least acknowledge the fact that you got my message. Because I'm still wondering what you do you want me to because I offered you something. 
in 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 return like i what you wanted i can't do and sometimes people get they don't get the answer that they want and they just say okay just forget the whole thing i'm like no but you you need to say that so i know because just because you didn't get the answer you want don't mean you're not supposed to respond like you're in a position where you need to respond you need to acknowledge or tell me whether you're going to take my counter offer okay i got you I, i understand um you know, sometimes maybe it's payback. Maybe it's payback from the, from the people that I ignored, for the people I left on wait too long. Um, but it, it 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 inspired just today's podcast. I've been trying to do this all week again, and um, and I I thought about it. I say, have you ever? And I now now the situation I'm just talking about. I actually like the person. I just I just don't like the you know the moment. But I actually like the person very well. But anyway. But you ever hated somebody, disliked, or just couldn't stand somebody? But you get so used to the feeling that you actually like. You actually like it. You actually enjoy the feeling of not liking them, disliking them, or just not being able to stand them. You you get to the point that, you, you know, most times if you don't like somebody, you don't want to be around them. You don't want to have no contact with them. But you get to the point that you sometimes want to be around them so... Because you're waiting for that moment where you can express your dislike for them. Or you can get revenge for something they did to you. Or you're just waiting for that moment that you can put them in their place. And and you start to depend on that moment. But if that person was to leave the job or move away from your neighborhood or, you know, their family, but they don't come around that much, so you'd be like, okay... You don't get that chance or something happens to them where you, you know, they're no longer here. Does that feeling stay with you? And are you going to be disappointed now because you because you didn't get your chance to get them? Or are you going to be or you or should you be relieved that they're no longer around? I mean, I don't mean like somebody passed away. Forgive me for that part. But I'm saying. But does that feeling go away? Because you, you start liking the feeling so much you depended on it. Like you start making up scenarios in your head of stuff that you kind of hope happened. And you be like, well, this is going to happen, and then I'm going to put this person in their place the way they need to be, and it's going to be justified. But sometimes you wait for that so long, or you, you want it so bad is what I'm trying to say. You want it, you want something to happen so bad that you start looking for any little aggravation, any little offense to, to respond to in a negative way. And you're going to make yourself look crazy because it's not going to be completely justified. Somebody might be like, okay, yeah, what they said was kind of lame or a little aggravating, but what you just did was uncalled for. So you were just holding on to some anger. People going to be able to tell that, you know, you're going to come off looking like the, the, the butthole. But you ever, like, start to enjoy that feeling? Because it makes you kind of feel like a bully a little bit. You know, I think you start to understand that's how a bully feels. They always hold on to this feeling of resentment for somebody or hatred or being a hater or being jealous of somebody that they wait for them to come around so they can pick on them. That's not exactly what I'm talking about, but I kind of see, you know, how they feel. They, they waiting for this person to come around. Like I said, you get to a point where you can't stand somebody so bad, you look for moments to come down on them or to talk down to them or to correct them when they're wrong or whatever. You're just looking for that moment, and it just makes you look, it make you look crazy if you don't handle it the right way. I realize that I have to look in, internally sometimes like, AJ, what can you do to fix this? Because some people are not going anywhere. You can't, you know, if you attack this person, you're going to mess up your relationship with people at work. Or if you attack this person, you're going to mess up a relationship that you have with somebody else because they are attached to somebody. So you're going to be like, well, 
I'm just gonna make myself look crazy, or I'm gonna put strain on a relationship that was just fine, that was completely intact. So sometimes you have to look internally to see how can you fix it, or how can you better handle your emotions, and because you can't always avoid people. Sometimes you got to deal with it. And everybody that you don't like, you can't tell them you don't like them. Or you can't tell them, I don't like being around you. I don't want to spend time with you. You can't do that to everybody. Sometimes you have to bite the bullet and, and like I said, look in, internally and see how can you better handle it or what can you do to put yourself in a better position or a better light. Or maybe, you know, because sometimes you know the person. So you're like, okay, there ain't nothing they can do to fix this. Ain't nothing they can do to fix the way I feel. But sometimes it is situations where it's just a misunderstanding. But if it if it's to the point where, you know, I, I, I want to tell people so bad, if you don't like me and you know you don't like me, like you don't like the way I talk, walk, you know, the way I laugh, the way I, you know, you just don't like my face. You don't like nothing about me. You don't like me as a person. And I would rather you tell me that because it's nothing I can do to fix that. But if we had a misunderstanding or you think I did something that I didn't do or one time I was joking around and you thought that I said something well, I said something to offend you, but you really didn't understand what I was saying. I really wasn't joking on you. I was just trying to be a part of the joke that y'all, you know, whatever in the room, and you read it wrong. Maybe we can fix that. Because if you, t I would rather you tell me you don't like me, though. I'd rather you tell me. That way I can be like, okay, well, I'm going to ask a question. Like, even if it's somebody I don't care whether they like me, I'm going to be like, well, you know, what did I do? So I won't do it to anybody else. So I can understand that I do something to you. If you say something stupid, I'm going to be like, okay. Well, you just did me a favor. And I, I okay, thank you. We don't have to talk. We don't have to be friends. We know where we stand. We don't have to have no beef or nothing. Okay, cool. I'm not going to, you know, burden you with my presence any longer. Then it's sometimes where it's something that can be fixed. It's something like, okay, well, you, okay, I see where you're going. Because I had a situation or a similar situation before where someone misunderstood something I said to them and and we went 10 years or so. We didn't see each other that much, but when we would, they would look at me funny. And I finally asked them after all this time, I said, hey, um, I said, I noticed that when I come around, you seem to be uncomfortable. I said, um, what's going on? And they, when they explained it, I said, oh, it was something I fixed immediately. I said, no, 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 that didn't happen. That's not what I said to you. And that's not what I meant when I told you that story. And I told them the complete truth and I saw them again in person and I got a chance to say it to them again. Like, hey, I just wanted you. You know, we were cool by this point anyway. We was mad. We were real cool. But when I saw them again, we went over a lot of stuff from the past. And I was like, yeah, I remember what you said. And I just felt so bad because I had you thinking that for like 10 years. And I said, no, that's not what happened. That's not what I was saying to you when I was. I, I, I had a moment of truth with them. And I was telling them something that happened, and I was trying to apologize for the way it happened. But they, uh, I left some. I, I I didn't give enough detail for them, and they went off into this in their mind, thinking something totally different. But anyway, uh, I don't think they hated me, but they was they were upset with me because of that, and they started looking at me different, you know, than what my personality really is. They looked at me as a different person. It's some situations that that can't necessarily be fixed. And we, we have to learn how to deal with it. Because I know I feel sorry for pastors. Because I don't care how good of a pastor or deacon or bishop you are or, or, I mean, or a minister or whatever that you are, you deal with a lot of people on a regular basis. And I know the human side of you don't like all these people. You do your job and you 
fulfill your position and you don't treat people differently. But I know the personal side of you is got to be trying to avoid somebody. You got several hundred people in your congregation. You probably don't rock with all these people in your personal life, in your congregation. Yes, and I'm not talking about greedy pastors that just want the money. I'm talking about real, real, very well um, versed and and just the super pastor, the person that you want to hear, the person that you be like, yo, he'd be on point like 95% of the time. He is on it. Just a person that's really meant for that job. And, and you like, you deal with all these people all the time. There's no way you rock with all these people, but they have to put on a face and they have to figure out how to handle people all the time. They got people that probably call them too much, probably text them too much, probably ask for too much. They got some personalities they probably would normally clash with, but they they have to suck it up and 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 do what they were called to do. Now, I done met some some outspoken pastors and they probably tell people how they feel in certain situations. A lot of times what pastors will do, they'll get in the pulpit and start calling people out. They might not say their name. Now, you know, they'll call names while they're up there, but when they actually like shooting shots at people, they'll shoot shots at the job title and they'll start expressing their frustration with certain people through their sermons. So, you know, that's real funny. Cause you know, a pastor call you out real quick. I've seen pastors call people out directly. But most of the time, I think they they kind of shoot shots at people indirectly, but trying to hoping that they catch the message or whatever. But anyway, um, yeah, it's not it's not cool to to walk around with certain feelings, especially hatred, because that's such a strong word, and not being able to stand somebody. It's it's hard to walk around with that, and half the time, them people don't even know that you feel that way. Some of them would actually care to know if they knew they would feel bad. Some of them be like, oh well, that's you. But you walking around feeling that way and you holding on to it, especially the, when you start enjoying the feeling. Like, I, I don't like you so much. I actually enjoy it. I'm looking forward to the point where I can I can put you in your place. And that person still don't. And some people know. Some people, you know, you know that y- y'all not vibing. If people watch me with my friends and people that I really care about and I really rock with, the people that I don't like, you can tell I treat you different. A lady said it to me one time. She was like, she said, I know, she said, you don't like me. And I was like, I never said that to you. And I'm not, I'm going to try my best. I'm not going to say it to her. I'm like, I'm not going to say that to you that I don't like. You probably tell the truth. But I'm not going to say that to you. But you know that you have struck a nerve with me. So I'd rather deal with you more um, at a distance. Because I can take you, I can, you can take certain people in small bits. I can't take you, I can't take your whole self. I can take certain parts of you. But if I can't take you as a whole, we probably shouldn't rock with each other because I don't want people, you know, obviously in certain ways people take you in bits, you know, people at your job take you, you know, you, they take your professional side. Most of that's what they're looking for. They need you to do your job, regardless of whether you get along with anybody, they need you to do your job. You go to church, if you do certain assignments in the job, it's probably, you know, people need you to do that job. People don't have to accept you as a whole. They can accept you as their brother and sister in Christ. But they don't have to accept you personally. You know, they can love you from a distance. Family the same way. Now, some, sometimes it's harder with family, obviously. And you definitely don't want friends that accept certain parts of you. Because, like, you can't pick and choose. You have to accept me as a whole person. Because we're supposed to be friends. And you just have to express to me certain things that you don't like. If, the, if it comes to that. 
certain things you don't rock with. But it is crazy to walk around with hatred or, you know, dislike or whatever in your heart for someone, but you start enjoying it. So you're probably not stressing about it no more because you, like I said, there's some part of you that enjoy enjoys it. So I, I still still think it's something we should try to work on to get rid of or um, find a better way to deal with it than wait for something to happen. You know, it's 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 okay to be it's okay to be nice to people that you don't rock with like that. Because if they haven't done anything to you, and most of my situations is not that someone did something to me. I don't like certain things that they've done. Now, some of it is, you know, you you I don't like how you are as a person, and that's sometimes what it is. Like you 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 ain't done that to me personally, but I watch you do things to people that I actually like, and I don't like it. Or I watch how you are with people, and I'm like, nah, I don't. I don't really rock with you like that. But if I have to, it's okay being nice to people, you know, because like I said, it's not it's not necessarily you being fake. You're trying to be considerate of other people's feelings, and you're trying to keep certain relationships intact. Because like I said, if you attack this person, um, like on my job, like if I was to get mad at somebody on my job and like go crazy, I'm putting my job in jeopardy. Even if I was justified, you know, if I react the wrong way and don't handle it professionally, you know, if I put too much personal in it, I can get in trouble. And for what? I just lost my job over somebody I like. I mean, somebody that I don't like. And they still at the job, smiling and going to be doing the same thing they were doing before I left. So it's like, you got to be careful. Now, like I said, when it comes to more personal relationships, sometimes it's like, hey, man, it ain't even worth you letting the person know. You just enjoy your life when they're not around. And when they are around, you try to find a way to enjoy life with them around. Or you find a way to avoid them. <clears throat> whatever the case may be, we got to enjoy life. And if you're wrong, and I have admitted several times when I've been wrong, and like I said, I try to look at myself and turn like, AJ, you doing something wrong. And then sometimes I tell people that I'm close to about certain things, and I say, am I wrong? And a lot of people will agree with what I'm saying because they be going through the same thing I'm going through. Like, man, like, bro, I'm going through the same thing you're going through right now. I understand exactly what you're saying. And I was like, what is it, man? You know, and then I try, and then I try to find the wrong and what and how I'm feeling. I'll be like, well, you know what? I'm mad at that person for doing this to this person, but I was like, you know what? I'm doing this, and then the person be like, nah, that ain't the same thing. That's two different relationships. That's two different expectations. You can't, you know, that person shouldn't be expecting their their relationship to be that way. You have a a different type of relationship with that person, and your expectations are a little different. Can you be wrong in a situation? Sometimes, yes, but most of the time, what you're you're trying to you're trying to find the fault in something where there's no fault. And I, and I have done that before. I try to find maybe I like maybe I'm just wrong. And then the person's like, no, you're not necessarily wrong, but you like you still got to watch how you handle it. But you're trying to find something that's not there. Like you're justified in the way you feel. You know. So again, this is AJ the agitated one. This is season two. Episode 12. One more episode to go, you guys, for the season. Um, I hope to bring it to you soon, but definitely before the end of the year. And uh, I might take a small break, but I'm kind of hoping I don't. I'm kind of hoping I keep this momentum going and I just keep dropping episodes. At least start recording them and get ahead. But we'll see how it goes. Most of the time right now, I need to work on burning off this fat. So y'all have a good holiday season. Um, my birthday is coming up, so I don't know if I'm going to do something special for my birthday for the podcast. Oh, I don't even know what I'm going to do for my birthday. 
So December 16th, 16th is approaching. Um, I've been invited to a few things. I've been trying to figure out something simple to do. I've been trying to think of um, maybe doing a little small get-together, you know, just with the fellas or whatever. I don't know. But it's my last birthday in my 30s, so I really don't want to waste it. I'm turning 39. And I don't necessarily have to do nothing on my birthday because there's so much stuff happening for the rest of the year that I that I can get a chance to enjoy. You know, I can enjoy somebody else's festivities, you know, and just be glad that they invited me. I can just go enjoy that and just still be celebrating. You know, I'm going to celebrate 39 all year. I'm 39. I'm in my 30s one more year, so you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I'm going to figure out something. And hopefully I won't be sick anymore. Hopefully this pink eye was is the last time I'm going to be sick for hopefully a very long time or have some type of ailment. So, again, um, please enjoy this episode, and I hope – that I come back and give you an even stronger episode, episode 13, to finish out season two. Thanks for listening.